Welcome to Afrolit, everyone. Welcome to episode eight. My yeah. name is Bobo, <laughs> and I'm with the beautiful Aqua. Hello, hello. We are out here. I should probably introduce Bobo one of these days so that she can kind of get these blossoms. You know, I accept that. I yeah. accept that compliment. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, we're in eight, episode eight, y'all. Yes, we, we are. are out here, and we have a beautiful guest. Yes, we do. Today's guest is the CEO, editor-in-chief, and founder of Boss, Boss Magazine. Magazine. Oh, you guys are so nice. And <laughs> she is a graduate graduate of Yale, so we gotta give her that snap, snap, snap. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to be here with you, ladies. Welcome to episode eight. Welcome to Afrolit. It is Bobo and I's lovely creation, and we're so excited for having all of our listeners. Anytime you tune in, we're always so grateful. Please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes yet again. Yes. We're on that wave. And if you feel compelled, write a review so we can get those stars up. You know? Yes. We're going to get those stars up. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, kind of just jump right into our topic, shall we? Yeah, we'll give them a little taste of what today's episode is going to be about. Exactly. So basically, this is going to be a little bit more of a career, creativity, passion-oriented episode, courtesy of our beautiful guest. And so, we're going to be answering some of the questions that some of you guys may have had on social media. And we're also just going to be diving into the how do you self-create. Exactly. How do you grow a creative company? How do you run a magazine and look good while doing it? (laughs) Of course. Of course. And also how you build your business and may not necessarily have all of the budget involved with that. Do you keep your day job? All those lovely questions. So yeah, Bobo, do you want to jump right into it? Yeah, let's just jump straight into it. So, the end. What was your passion, or what is your passion, actually? And if it's Boss Magazine, how did you figure that out? Yeah, so I think for me, my passion has always been media. Like, growing up as a kid, I actually wanted to be a writer, like an author, like write books. And I, like, wrote a couple... Yeah, (laughs) I wrote a couple of books, (laughs) like, when I was 15 or 16. Oh, my God, I know, right? It's, like, on a floppy disk somewhere in my house in Atlanta. Um... But I actually, like, I, I realized at some point, I'm like, okay, you have to make money and, like, pay bills and stuff. Um, and so for a while, I was, like, flirting with the idea of, like, being a magazine editor. Um, I think by the time I was a senior in high school, I realized, like, I really am obsessed with magazines and just, like, not just for, like, fashion and beauty and stuff, but um, the stories, the, like, real-life stories that they would tell and just, like, the impact it would have on women's lives. Um, so I never like really went down that route like in college um, I did a few internships and stuff um, but mostly most of them were like news, more news oriented internships just because like it felt like the magazine industry was just kind of hard to get into um, and also like it was hard to financially support like a lot of magazine internships weren't um, like they were mostly probably unpaid or like for school credit yeah. at the time um, and then on top of that like the 
the job that you could get out of school was like you know you'd probably start off as like an editorial assistant or like the assistant to the editorial assistant <laughs> um, and it's just like you know I'd imagine like oh I want to move to New York but like how am I going to live in New York on like a less than 30 something salary <laughs> like it was just it's real at the time um, so I yeah magazines media has always been my passion um, I realized boss was my passion when I started the site um, around like 2012 2013 um, I originally created a women's site and it wasn't called boss it was actually called like liberate at the time um, and yeah it was more so about being this liberated free woman um, and this is before we ever focused on self-made women and um, so at the time it was called liberate and I was just like writing all the content for it. Um, I started it right after my senior year of college. So I was like studying abroad in London and just being there made me realize like the world is so big, it's bigger than yourself. Um, and you only have like one chance to live this life. So you might as well just like go after it. So I literally like bought the domain name, it started a WordPress <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna make this work. Um, and like in the beginning, the site didn't really have any like focus. It was just like, you know, I was doing women's topics and then I was like, I'll try feminism and then I'll try like, you know, maybe I'll do just multicultural women and just, I kept spinning and spinning and nothing was really going anywhere um, until I was like, you know, I kind of want to rebrand the site. Like I want to focus on um, my story and like being a woman that's like trying to be successful and achieve and like, not just like I want to be successful, but I want to be like at the top of the top and like be able to like have substantial amounts of income to help people generational um, yes generational like you know yes. that's like the goal that I had yes. in my head um, and so that's kind of where the idea of boss came from um, and so now just like really being in charge of it and working on the site and working on the magazine has made me realize like this is what I love like I love being able to not only like share women's stories but being able to impact people um, yeah so so what is like the first step that you had to take mm -hmm. or like what was the turning point for you where you realized okay I'm ready to make this happen and um I think yeah I think for me it was um buying like setting up the site like okay. just buying the domain name number one and this um, is for liberette and this is you. for like liberette and yeah. even like for boss too um exactly. but just like to get started I think the first step, I mean, it's it's easy these days to, like, start a site or, like, start some kind of content um, thing to some degree. I say that, like, there's low barriers of entry. Like, anybody can go to GoDaddy and, like, buy a, site, a domain name for 10 bucks and, right. like, you're on, you're live, you're on the website. <laughs> um, but it's then true. you also need, like, hosting and stuff. And a lot of it was, like, teaching myself these things. Like, I didn't yeah. know anything yeah. about, like, websites and design and anything now. Now I'm, like, a front-end developer like I can code and all this stuff and everything I've learned has just been from like working on boss and creating it Interesting. Uh, so yeah that first step was definitely just like committing to the idea like hey I'm gonna do this yeah. um, I'm gonna buy a domain I'm gonna buy hosting and I'm gonna write my first like piece of content so okay yeah. okay 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 yeah because I asked that because it feels like the hardest part of creating anything is always just like Beginning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so much fear involved. I think a lot of times, and even for me, like I kept thinking about the idea of doing a magazine or a site, um, and like I, I had a little couple of blogs back in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we all I had a like, yeah, <laughs> I had a quotable 
blog. No one, not a lot of people don't know this, but I had a little blog called Quotable, and it was literally like me just like sharing quotes of like, like not just famous people but like oprah and this online i'm like i don't even know if anybody ever saw it but like (laughs) you know i'd like i have my little you know from myspace the quotables um but yeah it's like fear kind of holds you back from just like taking the leap like i'm sure you guys have like friends or maybe you know people that are like i really want to do this and like a year later they're still talking about how they really want to do it yeah they haven't just started so sometimes it's just like putting yourself out there is almost the accountability that you need to like make it happen for yourself it's like okay if I buy this domain and I tell everyone I'm launching the site they're watching me and now like I have to do it and it forces you to build the brand that you want to build that's awesome and so would you necessarily say when you started did you feel like okay this is something that I can do on my own or I have to have a team Um, did you go into the mindset (laughs) that like this is me on my own I'm doing it or like okay I definitely need my bobo I need my you know I need somebody oh my gosh I wish I had a bobo then Um, (laughs) no so when I started it like I I wasn't really thinking about the team yet I was just kind of like I'm gonna put this out there and I was really doing everything by myself um but then slowly after time like as the site grew and as like my like you know I've left school I've left college I'm like in the real world now I'm like yo I don't have time to do all this by myself um that's when I recognize like it's so important to have a team and I believe that with any kind of venture you start there's certain things you can be a solopreneur and you can like have things like an automated yeah (laughs) like an automated passive income type business um to some degree but I think like especially when it comes to content there's just so much involved in it um from like the business side to the writing to the editing to like photography like there's just so many elements so yeah yeah, in the beginning it was just like let me do this let me put it out there and then after time went on and like people were reaching out like hey can I write can I do this I'm like okay I need a team like I need to fire myself so um this brand can grow so yeah that's awesome and on your journey because I feel like you know aligning with what you want to do it does take a lot of like different scenarios and kind of trials and tribulations but could you kind of tell us about a moment where you maybe experienced some like racial tension or like sexist tension and like you know a door was shut in your face just because of who you are who you are Mm -hmm. um so I'll definitely say I've experienced like racial tension when it comes to just even dealing with boss um really? not more so so I think <laughs> well you sat back like this is about to be juicy <laughs> <laughs> I even like, did tell the hair more <laughs> um no so I say that because like so for example um recently I wouldn't say this was recently but like earlier last year we yes. published a like um woman or scholarships for or a scholarship list for I guess multicultural women okay. black women Yes. Um, and, you know, that kind of, like, started getting shared a lot or whatever. And then the comments, the trolls in the comments um, started, like, there were just people saying things like, well, why do we have this list for, like, just black people? Like, this is, you know, just you guys, like, always oh talking God. about being oppressed. Like, get over it. Stop singing on your violin. Whoa. You don't need this. Like, wow. and it was just, like, people were literally, like, I'm, like, people do this in 2017 like I mean <laughs> unfortunately but um it's just like that's one way that we deal with racism a lot is like when you are you know we we have skewed our site more towards like multicultural women especially like 
black women um and that has had its gifts and like has been great for us but it's also challenging because there are people that are just like well why are you trying to exclude yourself and like you know why oh I can't apply for this scholarship because I'm not black or like things like that what do you Um, say to those people um I just don't respond (laughs) Um, like that yeah it's like I mean because there's a there's an element where it's like um there's freedom of speech but it's also like what would Beyonce do would Beyonce respond to these haters no I like Um, that (laughs) that's how I live my life sometimes but um no I mean to some degree it's like I, it's, it's almost as if I don't even have to respond. Like, I feel like Boss kind of has, I don't want to say we have, like, a mini beehive, but, like, for example, someone yeah. commented on one of our, like, Facebook posts about the Liz, and they were saying, going off, saying all this racial stuff, and, like, all the other people commented on her, and we're like, no, like, you're wrong, like, that's not okay. Um, there's a reason why we have a list like this, you right. know? There's obviously not a lot of opportunities for us. There's a lot of unused dollars um, when it comes to, like, higher education. Like, I mean... We could go on and on about yeah, it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I also use those as moments to educate, like, my writers or people for my team. Because it's also, like, they put their hard work into creating this content. Right. And then it's, like, being pushed back or, like, we have to yeah. deal with it in some kind of public way, which is frustrating. Um, so I use it as an opportunity to kind of, like, educate them on, like, you know, understanding that there's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason why we focus on brown people. Um, and, you know, just to continue, like, kind of fighting the good fight even though there's gonna be tension in what you're doing um so yeah that is so interesting but kind of to take (laughs) it back did you feel like you had any tension kind of delving into boss from like your parents I know you had mentioned you are Nigerian Nigerian. so we definitely understand the struggle yeah and so like how did you kind of express to them like hey you know start a magazine yeah. I'm not gonna be a lawyer right oh my gosh <laughs> got, got into you Yale you know my parents no cause that was the thing yeah I mean but, definitely like mm-hmm. going to going to Yale going to a liberal arts school like I think they were like oh my god we finally have a lawyer in the family like this is gonna happen um cause especially when I told them I was in, like they my parents knew especially my mom she knew yes. for a long time I loved books and reading and magazine like she knew that I was really into writing um and I think that's I can credit her for at least like appreciating and acknowledging like my art and my creativity um and so she was like fine when I was like yeah I'm gonna be an English major I'm gonna be like an ethnic studies major at Yale um but then when I left school and it's like I'm doing all this media stuff or whatever my parents like so when are you going back to school like like every (laughs) every phone call with my parents is like so you're going back next year right like like, you're like what is it (laughs) right like you you're you're interviewing right you've applied and all this stuff I'm like you guys aren't paying for my applications like I'm not going to law school um and so yeah it was definitely like I would say I felt like it was more of a challenge like once I left school because they're like oh you're in the real world now you need to yeah. be stable da 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 um and I felt like my parents didn't really get it until I like showed them what boss was and like showed them like hey like this is my site it's growing you know like we recently got investors for the site so like they understand Amazing. yeah <laughs> like okay this is like 
this is something that could be big. Um, so I think now my mom's like calmed down about it, but she's still every now and then is like, oh, you don't want to be too old before you go back to school and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But I have a question for you about growth because I know quite a few of our listeners are looking to start their own thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, whether that be a magazine or any type of creative yeah. industry endeavor. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things about that is reaching people. And so you have such a niche audience. It's like black women, you know, especially who are like very goal oriented, Mm -hmm. more so like millennials. How do you reach the people that you want to reach? How do you speak to the people that you're trying to speak to? Um, So I think that's like where like branding and marketing is so important. And it's funny because when I first started the site, I wasn't like a very, I didn't have like all the business skills. I think I've always been a creative person, Mm -hmm. um, especially from like a copywriting standpoint or like coming up with fun ideas. Um, But I think through the process of having boss, I recognize like how important that is. So um, if you're looking to like start your own thing or grow a brand, um, I think it's really number one important to understand like who your audience is and targeting in on who that audience is. Um, And sometimes having that niche is like so valuable because it makes it easier, right? It's like if I know I'm talking to, you know, like a young black woman who might have grown up in the projects and is like just trying to live in a penthouse one day, like I'm just trying to like get there, make money, help my family. Like um, I think it was also easy because it's like I could almost relate to that woman. And so it's like, okay, this is the girl that I'm talking to. Um, And then understanding like, her kind of psychology and like how she lives and what does she do um and so like for us to reach our audience for a boss we had to understand okay where do these women live like what do they do you know how do they operate are they online are they on snapchat are they on facebook are they wherever um and then targeting them through those channels so i think like i think it's important to one create a brand that's smart and know like know who your audience is like be very crafty about it from the marketing standpoint and then like figuring out ways to distribute your content to them um we live in like a a a day now that's very digital and like mobile first and you know all this kind of stuff and so it's like we had to recognize okay if we want to get our content to the women like what like where are they what kind of publications are they reading you know um and so just being that smart sorry about like targeting them through those channels so yeah anyone who wants to start something I would first say like really figure out who it is you're trying to target and like what does that girl look like what does she do in her daily life and then you'll know how to like infiltrate into those spaces and amplify your brand and in those spaces as well so customer profile yeah that that kind yeah that customer profile the persona like just know her you know like you guys know who listens to Afro Lit. <laughs> we you hope. know where you we hope. go. We hope, we hope. And it's so. just also just like an interesting time that we live in because there's so many different content ways, oh, yeah. ways of receiving content. Yes. And so you really once you capture your audience, it's just like kind of you're already on the right path Mm -hmm. because if you can have people who return to your website because there's so many people who will initially Mm -hmm. see boss and be like eh not gonna you know and never go back and they're gonna see like okay yeah this is cool and then not come back for like a month so it's like how do you make sure that conversion that can exactly but just again going back a little bit on your journey did was there something that you did where you kind of looking back now in hindsight realize like that was kind of a waste of time (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think like so when it comes to boss um 
I felt like I wasted a lot of time trying to like create content for everyone. So Ooh, wow, um, yeah. like <laughs> um, I think it's like okay, because as Bobo mentions, like we have a very niche audience, yes. very targeted, um, and like we're very much focused, like there's a lot of career sites out there, um, but we're very much focused on like the self-made women, the woman that wants to like take herself from the bottom to the top like and whether that's financially like you know like well financially is very important yeah, I love money. Um, you know like being <laughs> like a successful businesswoman yeah. we'll say that that's one category right um and so I think in the beginning I was like just trying to like appeal to every kind of woman and like mm-hmm. so I'm like okay we're gonna have beauty content we're gonna do style we're gonna do that and it's like it didn't really make sense it's like one day we'd have a post for like the best style for like curvy women and then the next day it's like you know the best nail colors for work like it just it was kind of disjointed and it was just like I was trying to like you know get everyone to know about boss when really I should have been focusing on my core like you know these women that care about like you know office looks or you know how to pitch to an investor you know like investing in stocks and stuff like that those self-made like just focusing on that um so yeah I like definitely spent a lot of time wasted a lot of time um, you know like trying, trying to create to forever yeah, yeah trying to please everybody when in reality it's like you really grow when you focus on your target and like feed them what they want versus what you think they want yeah I feel like also I can relate to that too mm-hmm. as a content creator because I feel like you get feedback you get reactions all the time as much as as long as you're creating you're always going to get like mm-hmm. people who are like oh I love this or people who are like this is trash <laughs> so, <laughs> so I feel like one thing that I also find has really wasted my time is also just like me trying to cater to everyone's reactions yeah. when in reality it should be like no this is my voice mm-hmm. this is what I'm here to do if you like it then you're on my team right if you don't then you can fall off exactly. and I feel like that way you can actually attract more people right. on your team yeah and those and are the people quicker. that will come back exactly yeah. the people that like like what you're doing so yeah. and I think that's what it took us to realize yeah it's like okay we can share x amount like I mean we I I guess I would say it was like a lot of testing too, figuring it out, like what would work. And it's like at one point we had a Tumblr and we were like sharing images of like successful looking people. But then we realized people care more about like figuring out how, like actionable, like how to do this person. Oh, they they look cute. (laughs) You know, that's nice. But like that still doesn't help me like, Mm -hmm. you know, do what I need to do with my business. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And I like what you're saying because it's so... I think in the world that we live in, especially for black women, we always are under this assumption that we have to kind of please Mm. everyone and we kind of need to make sure that we're targeting like every single person so that, you know, someone kind of just sticks onto it Mm -hmm. when in fact it does work in the opposite, as you're stating. No, I agree. And I think that's really, really, really cool to think that a magazine can kind of flourish through that because, we, you know, we've always heard of like the really big head honchos like the cosmopolitan mm-hmm. the vogues and so what do you kind of say to oh the magazine industry is so filled like how do you kind of deal with competition oh, yeah. And yeah do you even think that exists yeah so I definitely believe like 
the online digital space, mm-hmm. um, especially for like content, is like very saturated, right? Not only from like independent people like mm-hmm. you or I that are creating stuff, but also like you have the traditional media brands, publications that have been around for hundreds of years or like, you know, a long time. Um, and then on top of that, now you have like corporations creating content where it's yeah. like, you know, um, I mean, I think I saw something the other day. It's like some like shampoo brand now has like a beauty blog. Like it's just like everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like everyone yeah. has. I think even like there's car companies that have like these micro sites oh, with yes. like, yeah, you know, lifestyle sites. So it's really, and it's like, it's encouraging and empowering to see how much a role content plays in people's lives. Right. Um, but it's also like, yo, there's so much noise out there like how am I going to filter through mm-hmm. um, which I, I think that's why like niches and creating communities are so valuable and so it's really going to help you grow um, you know it's like if you're able to figure out who your like audience is and who it is that you want to speak to um, and recognizing that that girl probably exists in or that boy or whoever yeah. exists in like you know tenfold and you'll be able to be successful because it's like unless you have the budgets of like big corporations it's going to be hard to like reach the masses right um but if you start small and you're nuanced and like you do it just it'll like it'll come back to you like the universe will return it so (laughs) and i just want to go off of that because you're obviously like doing the things like you have (laughs) (laughs) like your site is popping Like, your site is, you know, you have people following you, you're getting investors now, like, you're taking off. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you consider this to be successful success for you like how do you define success on your own terms yeah how do you measure you know what are the metrics by which you measure your success yeah like yeah no I definitely would say so I think we're um on the path towards success um I would say we'd be successful once we have like you know over um a million or so people like not only like visiting our site but like talking about boss like I would love for boss to be like um like just a household like term or name or whatever because um, you know <laughs> like let me speak it down right. <laughs> um because you know like girl boss is a very popular phrase right now um, yeah. and I you know I use it too a lot um but I think like you know I would say I that I would say that I would feel like boss is successful um you know if we get to a point where we could have like large scales of large scale events that are like impactful and people are coming out to the masses and it's definitely like on our growth journey um but I felt like you know 2016 was like the buzz started happening and it's like still growing and so we're trying to find ways to like amplify that and that way we can like reach these like astronomical levels (laughs) um that we're going to reach so yeah and I always kind of and I love this idea of success and Mm -hmm. it's actually in line with Yes. For <laughs> which is finding my purpose. Mm. And um, I always want to know, since you are a businesswoman and, you know, you are beautiful, you're doing your thing, <laughs> do you always want to be the face of Boss? Mm. Or would you want, like, how would you want to envision yeah. Boss? You know, because yeah. I always wonder, do because now, you know, because of content creators, we always kind of put a face with a name. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes people want to separate from or create yeah. a completely different alternative. So yeah. do you embody boss, which I believe you do, yeah. but, you know, like, do you always want to, yeah. or is this something yeah. that is open to everybody? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, and I think, like, 
I think it depends um, on whether or not you feel like you want to be the brand or like the brand is separate from yourself. Yes. Um, I think so when I first started the site like even now like there's my face isn't on the site anywhere <laughs> um, like I have like our, our main writers are on there um, yeah. but I like kind of distance myself from boss just because um, I wanted boss I didn't want it to be about me like I was like this is about the women that I'm focusing on the women that I'm targeting the women that we care about like this is for them um, so that's why I was like I don't want people to come to this and think like this is Leanne's blog and like this is Leanne's site or whatever yeah. Um, cause, and I, I felt like I wasn't doing anything that where I needed to be a focal point. Like I wasn't like doing fashion or like yeah. beauty stuff. So I was like, okay, I don't need to be on here. Um, however, I do feel like as I've like grown with the site and moved forward, I'm like, okay, I kind of have to champion this and like really start talking about it. Like for a long time, like even when I would go to networking events, I wouldn't talk about boss, like. And my friends are like, That's you're so silly. Why would you not? Like, you know, and like for a while, not that I didn't think it was a business, but I just felt like, you know, oh, there's so many sites out here. Like people aren't going to take my stuff seriously enough. Yeah. Um, whereas now I'm like, you know what? Boss is a force. People are responding. Like, I mean, Soledad O'Brien followed our Twitter account the other day. I don't know if it was her or her team. But I was like, Lord, look at God. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm like, okay, so there's like, you know, people are hearing about it and it's like traveling through the interwebs. Um, and so it's like now someone has to speak for the brand. Someone has to talk about it. So I think even till this day, like I embody what it means to be a boss woman. I'm trying every day. You know, we all have flaws. And so, you know, every day I'm like working to be like the ultimate boss that I can be. Um, but at the same time, I'm still like, you know, bosses for the people. Um, it's not just about me, um, which is why, like, I don't know, if maybe one day I'll like slap my face on there on the about page. But, <laughs> but like for now, like, you know, I just want boss to continue to grow as a brand and like make it feel like the people's brand and, and stuff so awesome yes. <laughs> we could go on for days yeah. <laughs> so just a little tidbit so what's next for boss and yeah. you you know because yeah. I know that as we've heard now you have so many lovely things that are happening with yeah. boss yeah. conversation has started where what do you envision yeah so I think um, so two big things that's next. Um, one is like we're definitely gonna start doing some events. Um, and the goal of these events is trying to create um, these like intimate spaces where people can connect with boss women. Um, you know, having a, a space where, you know, I could go to like this loft and I could sit down with like the founder of, you know, I don't know, like a top brand or whatever um, and just like talk to them directly um, I think it's like we don't want to do the panel style thing I think panels work for certain things um, but I think when we think about boss we want to think about like elegant elite like like the echelon of like everything um, so we want people to feel like it's exclusive and if you're coming to a boss event it's like I'm you know paying an X amount and it's gonna be worth it um, so that's one of the things that we have planned and then on top of that we're also working on like um, a paid membership tier. So right now we have the Boss Squad, which is like a free um, community and anybody can join. Well, I wouldn't say anybody, but <laughs> you gotta, gotta be like an all-star. But right. um, yeah, so you can go to the site, you can sign up to request to join. And then if you're admitted to the group, like, you know, it's pretty much like just free resources that everyone's sharing, virtually connecting with other boss women. Um, and they're like all over New York, California, the Midwest, South Carolina, like everywhere. Yeah. Um, but now we're working 
on a paid membership tier where um, you get access to kind of more like master, more of like a mastermind group and like coaching that will help you to really like and just answer questions you have whether it's about branding or marketing or finances or finding an investor or whatever like we really want to be able to coach people in an individual way because we recognize a lot of our boss squad members are like they're all working on different things like somebody's working on a book somebody's a photographer somebody's into music and it's like we want to be able to create a tool that will help everyone so we're like okay maybe like providing these coaching resources will help people like grow in the ways that you know they believe they should grow so that is kind of the two things that we're focusing on um and they'll probably like pop up soon i'll definitely share that with you ladies um of course of course and it was so great having you on this site. We actually have one question from our yeah. listener, Olga, <laughs> in France. Hey, Olga. Right. She <laughs> shouted us out. She sent us a lovely email. And yeah. so she's actually in the entertainment business, but mm-hmm. she is an actress. And she wanted to know. Just graduated from drama school. Yes, mm-hmm. just graduated from drama school. And so she wanted to know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bobo, yeah. um, where or how you navigate through the entertainment industry. As, I mean, of course. Or just like as a creative. Yeah, maybe. as a creative, being a black woman. Um, and I know you answered this quite a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, just speaking specifically to her and like mm-hmm. her struggle of being in Europe, you know, how can she sort of navigate through the entertainment industry yeah. and like she were to make like the first thing like what's one of the first connections that she should make just mm, trying okay she, yeah so she's like fresh out of school fresh out of school trying to figure out what yes. yeah directly um, from her email she like just graduated from drama school didn't really know like about the nuances of being black in the creative world mm. and so just is experiencing a lot of like Oh, you only got the part because you're black, mm. or just everything just seems to be so tethered onto her race. Yes. Yeah. So she just wants to know, like, do you? Ex- and this is a question for all of us. Yeah. So, like, do you, any of you guys experience that in your respective creative fields? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with it? And do you have any advice to her so yeah. she can black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's a really great question, and I, you know, totally understand like what she's going through. Um, I think that, um, so yes, I feel like race definitely does play a part when it comes to like navigating industries, a lot of different industries. Um, I think I could say that, especially being in like a creative industry, like working in media or marketing or whatever, sometimes, you know, it, it feels like certain opportunities won't be granted to you because like someone will think down of you like I've had experiences where you know certain projects were given to other people over me just because like you know I look younger and like you know I don't I don't, I don't ever want to call people racist but you know like you never really know like let's yeah. say race was playing a part in it it's like okay maybe she's the, the insinuations like she's not smart enough to handle this work or like you know well right. she's a little junior we'll give it to someone else yeah. um even though it's like you know I believe I'm very qualified to do this <laughs> um you know I have a whole site like I do all these right. like you know like I could do Yale. this in my sleep um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah don't forget that right. part too. <laughs> you know um so I've definitely experienced like challenges to that degree yeah. um 
where I felt like race was kind of taking a hold or stake. And, and just like you can look at it from an outside perspective and it's like, why are like, you know, the non, your non-black counterparts getting certain opportunities and you're not. Um, and so I think the biggest thing in being able to navigate the entertainment industry and like media or creative roles or like creative industries as a whole is really like finding an advocate that will be there to fight for you even when you're not around um and like maybe that looks like the, a mentor where you work or like just a mentor in your field but I think a lot of us you know we get hired for certain opportunities based on the strength of like what we look like on paper it's like oh you're you know you went to this school yeah. or you had this job you worked at this company obviously like they must be a smart person or whatever yeah. and then you get in the room and you realize you don't like culturally mesh with these people or like yeah. you're just finding it hard to like navigate certain spaces um I think that's where like having an advocate is so important you know having a mentor that can like look out for you just give you advice like open certain doors for you like yes. other people have those connections already you know a lot of people have already grown up where you know and I talked a little bit about this is like the magazine industry and feeling like it's hard to financially support yourself if you want to be in that industry and it's like certain people have financial support certain people you know they're like mom can call their aunt who's like the editor at like whatever magazine mm -hmm. and get a job um whereas like we're struggling or it's like oh you have to end up at the black publication or whatever yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with that but you know there's yeah, we do limit ourselves you know, by yeah, race. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. almost as if, like, yeah, that happens um, just to, like, kind of grow in the space. So exactly. I think it's being able to find an advocate, um, whether they look like you or whether it's someone who's an ally and, like, believes and understands your struggle that can, like, really help you connect the dots and, like, you know, make the connections or whatever. So um, it's Olga. Yeah, yeah, Olga. Olga. Yeah. So Olga, <laughs> I would say like really try to consider and look around in your network, um, look up to or like look look to find people that are a little bit older than yeah. you, more experienced, um, that can like kind of serve as a mentor and like really be able to open doors. Not just like give you advice, but be like, hey, I know so and so, a connector, a really good connector. Um, I think that will be really valuable to her and her career as she like tries to navigate things because there's gonna be stuff that comes up whether it's like business stuff social stuff whatever but when you have an advocate like that'll be helpful to get through those tough times so that would be my advice well, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head I was yeah. actually gonna say the exact same thing yeah and I'm actually in the process of finding a mentor yeah myself, like, it's real it is it's so <laughs> real because you know you have so many ideas and the beauty of having a friend like Bobo mm -hmm. is that she'll like invite me to like events and also just yeah. show me TED talks of like what is really or defining what your passion is right. as opposed to your interests and like yeah, we stay having that conversation. <laughs> having that conversation. <laughs> and I think the one kind of notion from all of that is that you need to find someone who's kind of doing already what you're yeah, doing and exactly. like just see how you can align yourself like them. Yeah. And but it's not to take away from like your own uniqueness and like what will bring you to the top, but just like having like a bouncing board. Yeah, like I will say for me, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut No, um, no. But I'll, I'll just add really quickly yeah. that there was um, like back in, I would say like, 
the early, no, not the early 2000s, maybe like 2010, 2011, um, I was like freelancing for Clutch Magazine for a while, okay. um, and that's like a women's site, particularly for black women, and like mm-hmm. um, the woman who created that site was very much kind of like became a mini mentor to me, like we didn't talk as much, um, but like during the time when I was like starting the site, like she was just so helpful in like giving me advice, and like her biggest thing was like be consistent, like that's so important to be consistent with the delivery of your content, Um, because if you don't deliver, like, people will leave you behind, (laughs) Um, and so she just was really helpful in just navigating that space, and, like, just even introducing me to, like, people that she knew that were, like, higher up in the industry, especially from an entrepreneurial perspective, or, like, you know, talking to me about, like, whether investors are important or not, and so, you know, I, I thank her for, like, her advice that she gave me that helped me to kind of, like, really like create boss um and like just get rid of my fears and just do it um so yeah that's why I would just say that to second like how important it is to have like an advocate and a mentor in your space and like a friend like Bobo who will take you to like (laughs) no that's literally echo for me (laughs) (laughs) you know let's find my purpose and like those things are so important like just valuable so we appreciate you. I appreciate Leanne. you guys. Wait, we have one more question okay. actually. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is specifically for you. Mm-hmm. And this is from one of our listeners and my dear friend Adobe, <laughs> who you sort of touched on this, but she wants to know to start a magazine, how many people should you be looking to get on your team? Mm. Or should you just start by yourself? Okay. I think so I think it depends on what the ultimate like big picture looks like like what her ultimate goal is if she just wants it to be like a local magazine you know you know like maybe it's like oh I live in Atlanta and I want to have a local magazine about Atlanta um, versus like a national thing or like if she's looking to scale it and do events and all this stuff I would say like I think it's easy to to get it started but if she's looking to have like a lot of content coming in like I would definitely try to find at least I would say at least like one to two other business partners um, in her venture um, just because it's like there's a lot of aspects to having a magazine not just like the content side but like the business side and like you know getting advertising or getting you know sponsorship like how do you make money for your site like you have to think about that you also have to think about the promotion part how do you advertise your site how do you get people to come to you um you know and then like who's gonna man like how are you gonna find interns and all these things so I think depending on how big she's looking to scale like if it's gonna be a national thing or if it's just you know if it's just a small little like beauty magazine like I think yes she can get started by herself but I would definitely recommend like at least finding two or three other people to come on board with her to like really divvying up the work so she can focus on what she needs to focus on and then the other people can like keep the wheels turning so yeah that would be my very cool thank you thank you so much thank you for gracing us with your presence I appreciate it everyone please check out Boss Mag and join maybe they'll let you in to their the Boss Squad the Boss Squad but yes um, we appreciate you let's continue the conversation hashtag afrolit mm-hmm. don't forget to comment like and subscribe right. on both afrolit.com i mean soundcloud.com wow. <laughs> slash afrolit our website will be up when we're up and hey, popping yeah. <laughs> also on bossmag.com join the squad join the conversation yes. and like also blow up and flourish yeah. and if you have any more questions we are continuing our guest series and we will see who's up next but yeah we're
we're so glad that we're able to have Leanne with us. Yes, thank you guys so much, or thank you ladies so much. I say guys a lot, but <laughs> I know, right? I was ladies. <laughs> I do that too. Um, yeah. No, I just want to say you two are doing like amazing work in the space. Like this is really awesome. I'm so glad to have been a part of it, and like all your other episodes have been very diverse when it comes to like the conversations you have. And so I just like hope you continue to keep doing this. Like thank you guys are. I don't know if y'all see these people in, in person, but they're beautiful ladies. And so I just want to say thank you for having me as well. It's such an honor. So thank you. Oh my god, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to mess up the makeup. Right. <laughs> thank All you. Right. So That's yeah, y'all. It's been real. Thank you.